Hello and welcome to the Arise and Build podcast. This is Jody Grace and we're here to inspire, educate, and activate believers in Missouri to steward and protect freedom in every area of life, especially here in the heart of America. We're going to be talking about what's happening right here in our culture, how it connects to scripture, and what we can do to bring our conservative Christian values back into the public square. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to go ahead, hit the subscribe button so you can get our updates and join us as we work together, just like Nehemiah and the Israelites did, to arise and build a wall around the great state of Missouri. Everyone, I hope you're having a great day. Today's Tuesday, and we're going to continue talking today about the Missouri rules of the House of Representatives. And before I get into that, though, uh, yesterday we talked about how much power our Speaker of the House has here in the state of Missouri because of the rules of the House. And that seems a little overwhelming to me. When I first learned that, I was a little disheartened. And just um, a little bit discouraged about the state of things. And I just want to bring some inspiration and some encouragement to you from the book of Nehemiah. This is one of the things I love about the book of Nehemiah is that we see God do such an incredible miracle through him for the Israelites. And I don't know if you're really familiar with Nehemiah's story. If you're not, I would really encourage you to pick up your Bible and read it. You will love it as much as I do, I'm sure. It is actually where we got the name for the podcast for the podcast, Arise and Build. And um, so I just want to take a little bit of time this morning and maybe a little bit of time um, each day for a little while at least and talk about Nehemiah, what's going on there, and how we can be inspired and encouraged through his story. So in the book of Nehemiah, uh, the Israelites had been under Babylonian rule. And then came along the Persians who took control um, after the Babylonians. The Persians were a little bit more friendly to the Israelites. And so that was a good thing. Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king. So he was in, in the presence of the king daily and uh, had an important job with the king. He was respected by the king. He, his job was actually a protective measure for the king of that time. And um, when Nehemiah heard about the state of their capital, the um, Israelites' capital in Jerusalem, that the walls were torn um, all apart, that the city was basically in ruins, he was greatly grieved. And in Nehemiah chapter one, verse four, it says, now it came about when I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days and I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And then it goes on and uh, tells us exactly how Nehemiah prayed. But I don't, I don't really know about you, but I know that many, many times over the last few years, I have wept and mourned for our nation. And more recently, I've wept and mourned for the state of Missouri and the place that we find ourselves in today. So it's encouraging to me that this um, feeling about government and the state of things in government and in a city or in a nation is nothing new. Uh, this is something that God addressed way back 
way back here during Nehemiah's time, and we see God move and work through Nehemiah to bring about great miracles. One great miracle in particular, they rebuilt the wall around Jerusalem in an incredible amount of time, a miraculous amount of time. And even though the Persians did not believe in the creator, in, the, in, in Nehemiah's God, they were pagan. Um, they, in fact, funded Nehemiah's project. And Nehemiah, under that Persian rule, actually became governor over Jerusalem. So um, it's an incredible story, but I want to speak uh, directly to verse four when it says, I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Now, I know that probably if you're listening to me, you're already a believer, but I'd like to just pose the question, how long has it been? Or maybe have you ever fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. That fasting and really intentional seeking of the Lord in prayer, I believe is something that believers really don't do very often anymore. Our culture um, is so busy. We've gotten so busy doing the things that we do, going about our business of the day, whether it's running to church and listening to uh, this sermon and running out and running to lunch and going to athletic practices and going to games and just all the busyness that our culture um, has going on about us. Most people are just so busy. Uh, we don't really take the time to really intentionally set aside time before the Lord fast, pray, and make him a priority in our daily lives, even when we're upset about something. So the story of Nehemiah, we'll dig into it a little deeper um, as the days go on. But I think that it's worth remembering that yes, God did work the miracles, but Nehemiah was obedient to the Lord and sought after the Lord with his whole heart even fa by fasting and fervently praying day and night. These verses go on to say that he prayed day and night. So I'd just like to encourage us, uh, believers in Missouri, to take up that type of passion for Missouri, for the nation, that we would fast and pray day and night and expect miracles. And when we do that, I believe that we will see incredible things happen. Um, I just believe it. I believe we're going to see miracles uh, to the degree of biblical proportions when we turn back to God. He says it repeatedly over and over in scripture. He's just waiting for the people to come back with repentant hearts, turn back to the Lord be obedient, live righteously, and then we will see incredible things happen. So I want to just for a few minutes talk about the house rules. Yesterday we talked about how important the speaker of the house was, and that is true. He is really important. He has an incredible amount of power. And in fact, 
many people say that the Speaker of the House has more power in the state of Missouri than the governor does. And uh, most people who aren't real familiar with the processes here in Jefferson City don't understand that. But the Speaker of the House is incredibly powerful. And personally, I just don't believe any man needs any one particular man, even a good man, should have that much power. So um, in addition to the Speaker of the House, though, there is another leadership position called the Majority Floor Leader. And the majority floor leader is basically the second on the rung of the uh, leadership positions. He plays a more supportive role, but a very influential role because it's up to the majority floor leader. Once the bills go through the process of the committee work and they pass all the different committees and they're ready to come out on the House floor for debate, it's up to the majority floor leader if and when that bill comes up, actually comes out on the floor and is debated. So if you can't get something past the majority floor leader, if your bill isn't something that the floor leader wants or likes, uh, you're going to have a hard time. You're going to have a challenging time getting things accomplished because um, it's completely up to him whether or not it comes out on the floor and when that would happen. So again, just like the speaker has the authority to just hang on to things and wait, postpone, um, you know, set things up so that there's not enough time. The majority floor leader has that power as well in regard to, you know, when things actually come up on the floor. Also, um, interesting in the House of Representatives, the majority floor leader also has the power to shut debate down. Now it's the speaker who calls on people to speak, but when we see someone um, speaking in a manner that maybe doesn't agree or doesn't go along with leadership's positions, um, the majority floor leader has the power to um, stop debate. They can actually call what's called a PQ, where a previous question, it's what it stands for, PQ. They can call a previous question, and if he does that, he can do that literally in the middle of someone's, someone speaking, someone debating. He calls a PQ, and that person who has the floor has to stop speaking, and it moves uh, back to the previous question, and it forces a vote. So the majority floor leader has an incredible amount of power in the way things are actually debated on the floor. Now, sometimes you might, it, it can be sometimes that a PQ is necessary, but the PQ in the past has been very much abused and overused by the floor leader when they are not in agreement with the the conversation when they're not in agreement with what's happening or if they want to stop something that's happening. So because the floor leader controls what comes out on the floor and then he is able to greatly control debate on the floor, the House representatives themselves, what we call the rank and file representatives, those representatives who don't have a leadership position, um, who haven't gained the influence with the speaker or the floor leader, these rank and file representatives really, they just don't have much power. They don't have much influence until they gain 
um, the trust and the favor of leadership. And that's um, a sad thing to me because what that means is the people that the citizens who believe that they're actually being represented, they're really most often they're not being represented. And um, I think that that's a terrible injustice to the people of Missouri. So it's interesting to me that um, back, back several, several years in history, the rules were very different. And we'll talk about that tomorrow. We're going to talk about what the rules used to be and how much they've changed. And we're going to talk about the fact that our representatives actually do have control over the rules. But it would take, um, you know, a critical mass of them. It will take a group of them working together to make significant changes. It's sad to me that you see them passing rules or voting on rules and actually giving their representative powers away to leadership because of the rules. Most of them don't really understand that they have a choice or they have an option or that it's been anything different. They are so resigned to the fact that this is just the way it is. I really don't believe most of them see any hope of it ever changing. But regardless, um, it could change if they wanted it to change and if enough of them would want it to change. And we'll talk about that more in the next day or two. But anyway, I hope that you guys have a wonderful day. I pray that you will dig into the book of Nehemiah and that you will pray that God gives you a heart for the people and that you would really consider uh, fasting and praying before the Lord. So have a wonderful day, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. I hope you found it beneficial and valuable. I'd really encourage you in the next few days to pick up your Bible and grab the practical tools you need to arise and build. Don't forget to subscribe and check out the blog at jodygrace.com. I'll see you soon.